0: Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Well, Brand Lovers, we did it. We have reached 100 official episodes of brand lover with Rachel Writer. I cannot believe that we are here already. When I embarked on this journey, I had absolutely no idea where it would take me. Um, I didn't know if I would like podcasting. Turns out I love it. I love heroing other women in business. I love um, exploring how as women in business we can have fulfillment in our lives and our professional um, endeavors, and it's so exciting to me that you have um, you share that with me, and you have come along on this journey with me. So, I just want to say a massive heartfelt thank you. If you have been here from the beginning, or if you've sort of joined us along the way. Um, My heart is just bursting with gratitude that it's even possible for us to have reached 100 episodes. So if you do love Brand Lover, if you listen to the episodes, if you resonate with them, um, please do rate and review wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get the downloads into your um, ear, earpods airpods, <laughs> uh, every week, usually every week, sometimes not every week. If you listened um, to last week's episodes, you'll know why. Um, but to celebrate our 100th episode, I thought what better way to do that than to chat with my podcast manager and editor and right-hand woman, support woman in my business, Monique Felder. She is the woman behind Monique Felder Kajabi Weapon and she empowers heart-centred coaches to elevate their services through the power of Kajabi. As their unwavering support system and enthusiastic cheerleader along the way, Monique and her team aim to free up their clients' time and energy, enabling them to focus on the most vital aspects of their business. So buckle up. I cannot wait to share Monique's story with you. Welcome, Monique. I'm just so thrilled to have you in this podcast chair. I have been trying to get you in the chair for months, it feels like. <laughs> and I'm so welcome. Can you please Tell our audience about yourself, Monique, as a person, because you know, like I know that I know you, and I know there's a few quirks <laughs> and fun things about you, and also your beautiful brand. Oh, wonderful. Well, first off, thank you so
1: much, Rach, for having me here. I know it's been, <laughs> it's been a while to get here, so uh, thank you. Um, so, I am Monique. So, as a person, I am a mother. And a, a, a wife, um, I've got one son and we live in rural South Australia, so right on the River Murray. Um, Be a country girl, born and bred, um, though I do like, you know, going to the city every now and then to get a bit of a, you know, fill my cup that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, um, I really enjoy um, spending time with my family and friends. Um, I also am a huge lover of being in nature so um, a lot of the times I'll be pottering outside mm-hmm. um, and then in line with that as well I am a huge animal lover as well so while I'm pottering I'll either have my duck or my chickens or our dog following me as well so never alone.
0: Or the new addition
1: <laughs> Oh yes and the new addition yes our uh, pet magpie <laughs> Pet magpie <laughs> <Rural. Life>. <laughs> <laughs> um, And um, so for me uh my brand so I am the the face behind Monique Felder Kajabi Weapon
0: um I have been in business for three years now um three years it feels like a lot longer than that oh gosh yes um
1: it definitely feels like uh it's been a while but um I started in the midst of COVID um I found myself um in a position where I needed to make a change mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just found myself in the midst of, of COVID and that's where I found
0: the, the online world. Yeah, So you started in like a completely different industry and career path um, before you founded your business um, completely like removed from where you are now. So tell us about that. Tell us about that shift in career um, and how like how and why that has changed so much, like what happened in, you know, to get from A to B, I guess. A to B, yeah, (laughs) definitely. It's it's quite uh at first uh, it it feels like it's left field um so before
1: i delved into um having my own business i was in the financial industry so i had been there for 10 years mm. um i had worked my way through all different types of roles um and found myself um in management which is i actually really enjoyed um enjoyed mm. helping uh, supporting and guiding people um, and you know uh, due to to COVID um, I got made redundant so mm. um, that's where then I found myself in the position of like okay well what's next uh, mm. but it also gave me a really good uh, made me step back and realize, okay, well, what is it that I want to do? I want to, you know, want to make sure that when I've got that flexibility to be mum, to be part of the family um, and to be able to do those things that I had, you know, hadn't been able to do for my son's first couple of years. Mm. Um, and, but then also, um, made me be able to, it made me able to be really think about like, okay, well, let's get real deep here and find out what it is that I enjoy. Mm. Um, you know, really chasing that, you know, that tick of satisfaction in life, Um and yeah, I, I was um somehow discovered that the 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 world of becoming a VA, yeah. um, and so I sort of you know looked at that and loved the flexibility that it gave me and allowed me to be me and be able to really dictate a lot because uh, it's my own business, so I mm. can you know, I can do what
0: I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How good. And also like, but how how much is there to unlearn when you're coming from that oh. nine to five, like that mindset, like, you you know, the idea of freedom in your own business is so appealing. But it's funny how we sort of bring those habits and mindsets across, isn't it, into our business?
1: Oh, 100%. Like being, um, you know, being so structured, it was definitely really hard to, you know, uh, one... Almost be given a piece of rope and run with it. It's like, oh, okay, well, I've got yeah. you know, home. I can do this. Oh, I'll yeah. quickly go do that. And then I found myself like, oh, wow, okay, like, yes, I got things done, but was I really productive in my business? <laughs> so yeah. it was a very big learn. And like I said, to unlearn those those habits of like, there was even points where I was like, oh, you know, looking at the time, and I was like, oh, I need to make sure that I can go to lunch. I'm like, it's just me. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm not gonna have um I don't need to seek that approval from myself. So, you know, yeah trying to become unstructured in a way to structure for that, that flexibility that, you know, having a my own business allows me.
0: Such a good way to put it, to become unstructured, but to like lean into the structure of a home business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so you say that you started by becoming a virtual assistant yeah I would love to know how you did that like did you just decide that you were going to do it like how did you well yeah. I yeah <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna do this <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> I, again I don't yeah I don't even know how I found it but I, I stumbled across Amy from uh, Seed Virtual Assistance mm-hmm. um, and that's where you know she was um, introducing her program about you know how to become a VA mm-hmm. and again it was just a lot of things that you know becoming a virtual assistant and having my own business those those features that really draw me in I was like you know what this this is definitely ticks all the boxes and you know being made redundant it was I had to jump all in I had to I had to I really had to sort myself out very quickly to be able to support myself and my family um so you know obviously a lot of research and and poor Amy there was a lot of questions (laughs) sent her away um but it was enough for me, um, to make that, um, you know, decision of like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing myself in there. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I am that type of person. My risk appetite is zero. So it was, you know, looking at absolutely everything, but ultimately it had to, had to either get in or get out. <laughs> like yeah. either, either you do this or let's, you know, find it, something else to, to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really just, just threw myself at it and, Um, Thank you know, it was so great to be able to build up that foundation for my business. And Mm. being where I um, was in my previous career, I had a lot of skills, a lot of knowledge already. Um, So I did find it quite easy. But it still really uh, made those foundations really quite um, set in. So then, you know, and I think that's – I definitely feel like that's part of, you know, uh, my success in my business is making Mm. sure those things are our – Um, You know, I was walking before I started running.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I I, I was going to say, like you say, that you invested before you were really ready. And like, I know that you have invested heavily into your brand, into your, you're always up leveling. You're always, you know, leaning in, you're always looking at new qualifications and how you can serve your clients and like new tech and new, like always, you're always, (laughs) always doing it. And it's like, I just, I'm like, whoa, this woman doesn't stop. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's amazing, and it's like we say that, like you know, I look at you. You've only been in business for three years, but for, for I guess having witnessed a, probably a large proportion of that, yeah. I like it feels like to me, like you're you have the maturity of um, someone who's been in business a lot longer. And from my perspective, like that, I believe that's because you have, um, you know, taken those big leaps. Like you say that you you don't like. Um, what did you say? The risk. My risk appetite. <laughs> Your risk appetite is so low, but you do like you you really do just like jump on it anyway. It's something I really admire about you. Um ever since you kind of where well, you jumped into brand alchemy with me, which is my um brand strategy program. Um and when you did that, like I, because we were work like as you know, you we work together. Like um, as I said in the intro, Monique is she's my like Kajabi lady, <laughs> she's she's my kind of. I don't know. She she keeps me accountable. Let's say um, for a lot of things in my business. But um, to be honest, when you joined Brenda, I kind of thought, oh, maybe she's just being nice because I'm like I'm your client. I was like, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> anyway. How have these like these investments, particularly in your brands, like we a branding podcast? How have these investments paid off now? Because after brand alchemy, you then invested in a visual brand package with me. And that sort of set you on, on your niching path. So yeah, just let's explore that and how that sort of changed yeah, where you were going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I um yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like I say about risk, but it's 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 a calculated risk. Yeah. And I think when i make these decisions and uh, when i went into business i was like okay i i want to i want to make sure that i am delivering my 100 110% like mm-hmm. it's just the type of person who i was so i wanted to make sure that in every part of my business is to that that i get that i guess that level of standards so um when i first came into business um i did uh i did invest um, in in and like a logo, like a branding, and mm. I just felt so like I, I it's not my strong point. So that's why I outsourced it. Yeah. Um, But, and I I just felt really quite flat with this particular designer and I just Mm. felt lost. Like there was so, I felt like there was so many things missing from it. Mm. So (laughs) when you, you know, when we started working together and I was assisting you and you, you know, your live round came through, it was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I, I felt like there was so much missing from my logo that I was like, okay, I need to, and I want to invest in that so my clients can see and understand and feel and know who exactly who I am so it, it was like a no-brainer for me so um you know and I absolutely absolutely love that like as I'm that also that type of person like I know that you know I have my strength and then there's everything yeah. I'm not great at so but I like to be able to uh understand some elements mm. um and that's where you know brain alchemy was fantastic I got to actually understand yeah. the process um but you know and, and going through that and I think that you know, we were talking about foundations before, but in this regards, I think Brand Alchemy gave me the, those foundations. That I was like, okay, like this is, this feels so much more aligned for me and my business. Mm. Um, but there was still that element. I was like, oh, I just, there's parts that I just couldn't wrap my head around. And, yeah. and that's where, you know, at the end, I was like, you know what? No, I, I do. I need to take that leap. I need to take that jump and you know, come into that in, and, and into your package for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the expert in this. <laughs> um, and honestly, it has, I think that was also too, like when I was starting to, like I had pivoted and started, yeah. you know, niching straight into to Kajabi, but it wasn't, you know, public. Like it wasn't like, well, you it know, yeah know. Yeah. Um, and really going through that process of branding and when that all came out, like it was just, that was really like, it was like a slingshot, pushed yeah. me straight in wow. and put me on that way. And honestly, it has been absolutely amazing. Not only, you know, I remember when we were going through it, you're like, oh my gosh, I got an idea. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't even portray what I wanted. I was like, I think I know what I want, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, again
0: kudos for your patience (laughs) in doing that I don't remember being bothered at all I I remember having fun with it so I don't don't think I needed it and
1: um and you were like I got this idea I was like yep all right let's run with it and when you showed it to me I was like yes like that is exactly what I wanted it was what was in my mind but for whatever reason I just couldn't yeah even you know um articulate that so yeah. um and it was it was really quite nerve-wracking because it was so different yeah um and especially from you know uh what my previous logo was which you know looking back now and reflecting was my previous logo there was no alignment yeah whatsoever. I remember um I was like oh yeah I like this colour I'll pick this color so when I went through brand alchemy you're like no (laughs) No. (laughs) like them and I'm like oh that makes sense (laughs)
0: Yeah, I hear that a lot (laughs) um yeah and and yeah you say it was like a slingshot that's so exciting um so how do you think things would have worked out if you hadn't implemented such a strong brand like if you hadn't just been like Let's do this. Let's just do it in those early stages where you did niche and you were heading in a, in that direction. Like you just like were like, yes, niche, go, bam, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> it would have been incredibly uncomfortable, I'm sure. But what, what do you think would have happened if you had sort of stayed safe and just sort of stayed with your generic brand and, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what? It's a really good question. And I think, you know, a couple of things. I
1: think if I had stayed safe and stayed with you know branding that wasn't aligned and the messaging wasn't clear I I actually don't think I would still be niched right down I think mm-hmm. I would have gone back and offered you know very generalized services which there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. at all but for for me um, and you know what I really enjoy and where my strengths are it, it wouldn't have wouldn't have been successful and I think you know also than the messaging I don't think people would understand either Um, like you know if I had knowing the type of person I would have tried to you know bear it out and you know persist but I think you know it would have been quite confusing for for some like clients to understand like okay
0: what is it that you do more yeah exactly (laughs) and that's where that dilution of your message comes into play like if you don't have a really clear niche so shall we say because through the brand alchemy process you kind of like it's not like you we specifically dive into niching but the process helps you naturally uncover what your niche is because you know you have to be known for something that that like to really have that refinement for you like it's 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 just so clear now um you know as opposed to somebody who is just a generalist something to be a specialist something is much yeah. more appealing to people who are seeking help in that specialist area. So it just makes so much sense.
1: Oh, exactly. And I think, you know, there's an element of fear for people, you know, wanting to niche down. And I know yeah. I felt that like when <laughs> in those early days, you know, people like, oh, niche, niche, and, you know, narrow it down. It's like, oh my gosh, they, then I will have no clients. Like there will yeah. be you know, I won't be able to be successful and no, it's the exact opposite. Um, once you niche down, like you said, you then become recognized as an expert in that industry and especially in the online world, it's just continually to grow. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a funny, funny feeling to go through, but yeah, it's when you niche down, that's when things start changing stuff, you know, your clients will then start coming out of the woodwork as well Um and, you know, your ideal ones as well, which is why it's so important to make sure that, you know, your branding and your messaging is so clear. So you are mm-hmm. attracting those ones.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. hundred um, percent. So to me, you are just such a go-getter and all-round sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and you recently embarked on my most intimate mastermind experience um, inside what we call the Kindred Collective. Could you please share about that your experience inside that container, and how have you evolved since we started in May? Like, what were you seeking from that experience, and yeah, and what you've learned, uncovered, unfurled, evolved into um, since then? Oh
1: yeah, I. It's really hard to put into words. Like, just being part of the this collective has just again, it has, it's been a real, a real pivotal moment for me in my business and also personal as well. So I remember um, when it was very, you know, when you first talked about it, I was like, oh, my gosh,
0: sign me up. <laughs> and, yeah, straight at my door knocking on my door. I mean. <laughs>
1: pretty much. <That's> <laughs> um, like for me, I, you know, I think it's really important about getting that support and guidance inside business and you know and from a personal level as well and you know there had been uh throughout my life I've always had you know support and guidance from that mentor and uh coach mm-hmm. side uh, but when I went into business I definitely recognized how you know really important um that is for to be successful so you know before this had even become a spark in your eye you know I had um experience other coaches and it just nothing had seemed to there weren't great experiences and it just there's always something missing. Like it was either, you know, uh very salesy, oh you got you know, let's let's get you to earn twenty thousand a month. Like, you know, those real ick. Yeah. <laughs> type, um to ones who are very masculine. And I, you know, for me after experiencing a couple I really took a step back and I was like, okay, well what is it that I need? What is it that, you know, my business needs to um to be able to keep moving forward so I don't become stagnant and then I can mm-hmm. keep continue to grow. And and that's where I recognized like, you know, I definitely need to a re I need to be uh one for me, I needed it to be around like a group. Like I I thrive yeah. when it's a group. Um, and then also someone who understands and embodies that feminine approach to business, mm-hmm. um, you know, in this first couple of years of business, you know, it, it is natural you, you do hustle and yes. there's always going to be parts in your, your business that you do need to, but it's not, you can't continue doing that. So for me, it was really uncomfortable and I'm, I'm still learning, but yeah. you know, being able to lean into that slowness mm-hmm. of business um and so when you know when you announced the Kindred Collective, there was just those elements that was again, it was a no brainer. I was like, yes, you know, I'm going to also, you know, be in this space that is safe. Yes. And that for me was yeah, when I saw like knowing what you deliver and how as well, being in your sphere, Rachel. Like it was yeah, again, it was a no brainer for me to jump in. So when I remember the first session we had, I, oh my gosh, I was full of tears, <laughs> like all the emotions and everything. And yeah. It was, it was the place that I needed to be able to, like for me, uh, you know, being in that safe space and being able to go through those and and to be supported. Yeah. because um, I, you know, at that point, which was only May this year. Yeah. That, you know, my business has been, you know, is quite successful, but it was getting to that point. It was like, okay, well, there's parts that I wanted to grow and, um, you know, pivot into. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, mindset. And there's quite a few things that were challenging me with that. So being able to go through the the Kindred Collective and everything that you're delivering in there has allowed me to embrace the soft side of me, the the slowness of business, Mm -hmm. which, you know, which has allowed me to you know now I'm now pivoting and um, got a brand new service coming out in 2024, but to to know that you know that has come from being able to be slow, which yes. sounds really weird because you think oh you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Doesn't laughs>
0: you know need to
1: hustle, yeah. but um, that's where you know it's the 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 seed was already planted, but it was just that nurturing that has allowed it to grow.
0: That's, oh, that's such a beautiful way to put it. I love that. It's so true, though. Like, creativity is found in the white space, and yeah. you know, these mum, like mums in business who are working at home, go go go, hustle, 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 while the kids are in care or at school, only to just be hustling to be mum. Because let's face it, like it's it's a tough a gig. Being a mom, it <laughs> stop. And then you're trying to build a business on top of that. Sometimes you do, you just need to slow down to speed up and allow yourself to enjoy what you've created, like to enjoy the journey, to enjoy the process. And that's where funnily enough, like when you kind of relax a bit, (laughs) and I just love the way that you put that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Just. Quickly, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've overcome or achieved by being part of it, part of the Kindred Collective? Um,
1: the personal development for me, being able to accept mm. who I am, mm. who I am as a whole, not just parts of me. And, you know, there's parts of, you know, I've definitely, uh <laughs> shoved to the side that I didn't want to deal with (laughs) so being able to yeah to be able to do that in a safe space and you know it's about business and personal so Mm -hmm. I think that's where you know it's really allowed me to be able to accept that you know this is this is who I am and that's okay and this is who I am in my business and yeah that's why now like you know I've you know, we are talking earlier about playing safe, you know, if, you know, hadn't have invested, there has been some element where I have been playing safe and mm. haven't backed myself, um, you know, to, to be, uh, to see, you know, the value that I bring and of who I am as well, which funnily enough, all my clients and all prospective clients want to see that. So mm. being able to do that has definitely been, yeah, the highlight. Well, I just...
0: Shed a little quiet tear then. So I'm so grateful for you. I'm so I like I I truly believe that we came into each other's worlds for a reason. Um oh, yes. a few years, I can't even remember a few years ago. Um so now. To sharing your journey and your experience um so far. <laughs> so far, because I just feel yeah. like you're on the cusp of just something epically amazing. Um but coming back to your journey and like having explored that what would be your recommendation for a young brand builder wanting to accelerate her business like just at the very beginning who's like seeking that growth
1: yeah I I see that now even with my peers and I always always recommend about getting very clear Mm. on your messaging and who your branding is because I think once you get your branding and your messaging done correctly that's a that's a huge pivotal point in your business mm. um you know not just for yourself um because you know it feels amazing when you get such a, you know a, an amazing brand and everything like that, but then your clients start seeing exactly who and you who your business is or what your business is all about so I think you know definitely when you find yourself in that position make Jump, jump at it, and I know sometimes it, you know it it is it is quite scary making a big decision like that. Um, but it it honestly it pays off so so quickly mm-hmm. um, because then you know if you don't if you if you don't get your messaging right, if you don't get your branding right, you then you run the risk of your business and your clients. It's it's going to be such a long time for them to understand and to be able to see like, okay, well, are you the person to, to help me? So you want to be able to convey that, you know, you are the right person for them. And I think, you know, getting your branding done in the early stages is really quite critical. Um, You know, it pains me to say being, you know, what I do, but I would be more so, you know, getting that done before anything else, like, you know, your websites, your, you know, you know, uh, uh, copywriting and everything like that. I think, you know, it really is part of your foundation for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, and, you know, when you, when we say, or for me, I like, you know, sometimes you say foundations and I, you know, some people will all make a thing like, oh, you know, well, you know, what systems am I going to use? What services? Yeah. I think, you know, branding is in that. Like I think a lot of people will tend to think that's a later down the track. It's, like, well, yeah. no, it's actually one of the first things you really need to establish so you can then really set your business up for success.
0: Yes. Yes, preach. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So thank you so much. And um, thank you so much for helping me to celebrate our 100th episode of Brands yes, I, <laughs> I can believe it's been 100 episodes. It blows my mind that when I embarked on this exploration journey that I would end up um, getting here. So here's to the next 100. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <Ching>. <laughs> so thank you. And I just have some rapid fire questions, which you're I know you're familiar with them. You probably know them off by heart by now. Um, what's your favorite app? Oh um <laughs> app Canva. Canva. Nice. Um time of day. Ooh. Seven o'clock at night. Night. Bed, yep. Bedtime for the little yep house is quiet (laughs) the ducks are asleep the magpie's been fed yep he's put he's in his cage (laughs) (laughs) perfect um exercise ah I love netball I love netball yeah Yeah. (laughs) um habit or ritual um
1: oh I have been really bad at them but ever since starting in the collective I have introduced some really good ones that have really benefited for me and I think journaling has been the best and it, journaling from a the point of taking my thoughts out to put them somewhere so then that allows me with you know uh, anxiety all those things I can actually yeah. you know take it and just sort of relax yeah yeah, Love yeah. It.
0: um okay favorite way to relax
1: music Love my music.
0: Oh yes, you do. Tell us your fav- <laughs> What's your favorite band? Oh, um, <laughs> it goes from one extreme to the other. Like it's gone from,
1: uh, so like Green Day to um to um Christian Larson. So like from rock to country to metal. I yeah I I'm oh, no. So I love all my music.
0: By the um Guns and Roses T-shirt that you shared on yeah. Instagram stories. Yeah. Thought, oh, that's a good. I'm gonna ask that question. All right, last one. What's your favorite thing about your business? That it's me. Me to a port to a tea,
1: um, and
0: alignment. Yeah. What's that? Best answer. <laughs> All right, lovely. Um, if somebody is listening and they are interested in chatting with you, or asking your question, or exploring your amazing Kajabi services. Yeah, where can they find you? Come
1: come and hang out with me on Instagram. That is pro- that is definitely where I am most active. Um, yeah, any questions, anything, please don't ever hesitate to slide and over into the DMs. Um, I am always open to having a chat.
0: Thank you so much, Monique. Thank you so much for having me, Rach. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, I invite you to share the link with another woman in business or someone who needs to hear this message. Every woman we can support to grow a meaningful, profitable brand is another woman who is free to live a purposeful life for herself and be more present for her family. None of us are alone in the challenges we face in business, but the solution can start with a gift from someone else and it could be a podcast episode just like this one.